So hello and welcome to episode two of the Bad Wolf podcast. I'm your host, Jacob, and today we're going to be taking a look at a review of series one, episode one, Rose. So as I said in my introduction episode um, of this podcast, the format that I wanted to go for was we'd go through some Doctor Who news first, and then we go into the review of the episode. Unfortunately, this week we don't actually have much Doctor Who news. I did do a bit of research hoping to find something relating to the show or perhaps Big Finish that I could um, share on the podcast, but there's not really much news at the moment. The only news that we did have is sort of more of a rumour and speculation than anything else. Uh, just regarding casting for the next Doctor, of course, we know that Jodie is set to leave in 2022. And um, there are a lot of rumours going about at the moment. The one that everyone is reporting on today is that uh, the next Doctor is rumoured to be played by Ollie Alexander. Um, but... This is, at the moment, just a rumour. We don't know for sure yet, um, but I'm sure this will either be uh, confirmed or denied very shortly. Um, we are expecting an announcement at some point soon. So, yeah, that is unfortunately all the news that we have at the moment. So I think we will just go straight into the review of the episode. So I'm going to read the episode synopsis. And then we're going to go into a plot breakdown. I'm going to have a look at the characters and then I'm going to give my thoughts on the episode. So the synopsis is in a lair somewhere beneath central London, a malevolent alien intelligence is plotting the end of humanity. Shop window dummies that can move and kill are taking up key positions ready to strike. Rose Tyler, an ordinary Londoner, is working her shift in a department store, unaware that this is the most important day of her life. She's about to meet the only man who understands the true nature of the threat facing Earth. A stranger who will open her eyes to all the wonder and terror of the universe. A stranger known as the Doctor. So... Episode one, series one. This is our introduction to, well, our reintroduction to Doctor Who. Of course, the original show was cancelled back in 1989 and it was brought back in 1999 with the TV movie. This was supposed to be a launching point for a new series of Doctor Who, but that didn't work out. So eventually we got this episode rose which was broadcast on the 26th of march 2005 it stars christopher eccleston as the doctor and billy piper as rose it was written and directed by russell t davis so this episode really begins with an insight into rose's day-to-day -day life we get to see where she lives her mum, her boyfriend, and her job. Now, this particular montage that we get at the start of the episode is, in a way, classic Russell T. Davis. He is really good at writing and um, translating onto the screen relatable situations um, 
you know, and characters, normal situations that we go through in day to day life. He's really good at writing those kind of scenarios and making them compelling to watch. It's down to his writing and the performances as well. Uh, the performances that we get in this episode are all really good. And we'll touch on that a little bit more later on. But yeah, initially we get this montage um, of sort of a day in the life of Rose. We get to see that she works in a large department store in London. And we're soon pulled into the action. Despite this montage of a rather mundane day-to-day -day life, we get pulled into the action of the episode um, within the first five minutes. So Rose is finishing her shift at the department store and she has one last errand to run, which involves going down to the basement. So she does that. And while she's down there, she notices out of the corner of her eye that there are shop window dummies that start to move. Now, at first, naturally, she thinks it's just a group of people playing a prank on her. And um, she's sort of a little bit uneasy about it, as I'm sure anyone would be. Eventually, she notices that there's something a little bit more sinister to it. So she starts to run. And as she does, she encounters for the first time the doctor who simply tells her to run. So they do that, chased by these shop window dummies who have come to life. Eventually they get to safety and the doctor tells her that he's going to blow up the department store building um, in an attempt to get rid of this small army of shop window dummies who have come to life and are trying to kill people. So he does that. He blows up the building. Rose goes home quite shaken by what she's seen. And she has so many questions at this point. She wants to know who this mysterious man is. She knows nothing about him. And really, she just has more questions than answers about the whole thing. So she goes home, but she takes with her the arm of one of the shop window dummies, which was grabbed uh, sort of in the haste of trying to get away. So we have a scene where we see her boyfriend, Mickey, and her mum, Jackie, in a little bit more detail. So we get to know a little bit more about these two characters. And they are both really well written. They're both really realistic characters. Um, the type of people that, um, you know, the sort of people that everybody knows. They're just really relatable characters. And... Um, that's so well brought to the screen by um, by these two actors and by the writing from Russell T Davis. Um, her mum, of course, played by Camille Kaderi, and uh, her boyfriend Mickey, played by Noel Clark. They give really good performances in this scene. So we go from this scene to the next day. Rose wakes up and she hears this rattling at the door and it's the doctor. And it turns out he's been tracking the um, plastic arm and he tracks it to Rose's house. So they have a chat, the doctor comes in and all of a sudden from nowhere, this plastic arm springs to life and attacks the doctor. He quickly tries to deactivate it and he does that. And because he's got what he wanted, he leaves. But Rose follows him because at this point she has even more questions. She really just wants to know what's going on. And this leads to a really good scene outside. 
So she asks the doctor who he is, and that's all he says. He just says, I'm the doctor. He doesn't give any more information than that. But it leads to a good bit of dialogue where he's telling Rose um, that he can feel the turn of the earth. And it's just a really good bit of dialogue. And it's um, put over so well by Christopher Eccleston. He gives a fantastic performance in this episode. One of the one of his best over the course of his series on Doctor Who. Um, this particular scene really establishes the character of the Doctor um, and what we can expect from him in a way because there's quite a dark tone to the way in which he's saying it and it adds another element to the mystery. So after having this conversation with Rose, he walks towards this blue box and disappears. And Rose decides to do a little bit of research into the doctor. She goes online and eventually she stumbles across this guy called Clive who has set up a website basically trying to find the doctor or anyone who has any information about him. So at some point in this guy's life, he must have um, come across this doctor and just gained this fascination uh, about him. This leads Rose um, to meeting up with Clive and Mickey gives her a lift to his house. So here we get this proper introduction to the character of Clive and I've got to say he is one of my favourite characters from series one of Doctor Who. Even though he only appears in this one episode, he is the most underrated character um, definitely in this episode and it's such a shame that he only appears in this one because it's a really, really good character. He's really funny and just really interesting. So Rose is at Clive's house now and she's having this discussion with him and he's showing her all these newspaper clippings and, and pages from books that mention the Doctor. And while he has all this sort of memorabilia and all these articles about him, he actually knows very little about the Doctor. He would like to know more. Um, and he doesn't really have any answers for Rose, unfortunately. Um, the things that he's telling Rose um, makes her sort of think this guy is just crazy and um, none of what he's saying can be true. But while they're having this conversation, Rose is out, um, sorry, Mickey is outside waiting in the car. And this leads to possibly the most ridiculous scene of the episode. So he's sat in the car and he looks across the street and he notices a black wheelie bin starting to move. So he gets out of the car and walks over to it. He thinks it's probably just a kid inside playing a trick. And the bin sort of comes to life and pulls Mickey inside the bin. Mickey at this point um, sort of gets kidnapped and a plastic version of Mickey is put in his place in the car. Now, this clone of Mickey sounds exactly like him. Um, he's got the same voice. He looks mostly like him, but he definitely has a sort of plastic sort of sheen on his face, which is really funny and just ridiculous. And um, 
so yeah mickey is kidnapped and taken to the lair of the nesting consciousness now the nesting consciousness is this being that is controlling the plastic that's coming to life so that's where mickey gets taken and this clone is put in his place now the clone is looking for the doctor and he knows that rose has had an interaction with the doctor so rose leaves clive's house and she goes with this clone of mickey to a restaurant to have dinner and they start to chat and she notices that something is a bit off with quote unquote mickey he starts to question her about the doctor and he becomes more aggressive and this leads to a scene where the doctor posing as a waiter approaches their table and offers them some wine the clone of mickey looks up immediately recognizes that it's the doctor and he begins to go on the attack so he's after the doctor he wants to kill him this leads to carnage in the restaurant um and the the clone of mickey is chasing after the doctor and rose the doctor manages to pull the plastic head off the body of uh, this plastic clone and they make a run for it they run outside and they head for the blue box that rose saw earlier the doctor heads in rose follows him and here we get our first look at the doctor's time traveling machine the tardis so the interior of the tardis um has been reimagined for the new series of the show it's got a brand new look uh, compared to what we last saw in the tv movie and we get to see rose's raw reaction to the tardis for the first time and she's stunned by it she can't believe that it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside but the doctor at this point he plugs in the plastic head of mickey into the control console of the tardis and he wants to track um where this signal is coming from that's controlling all the plastic so he uses the head to do that he sets off the tardis and they land in central london quite near big ben and the london eye rose can't believe that they've actually moved and she has no idea how this is all working it leads to even more questions but eventually they manage to realize that the the thing that's broadcasting this signal that's bringing the plastic to life is actually the london eye so the nesting consciousness is using the london eye as a sort of conductor for this signal which is bringing all the plastic to life so they track down the nesting consciousness in this underground lair that's underneath the London Eye and they approach it and the plan is to give it a choice. It can either stop its evil plans, bringing all the plastic to life, trying to kill everyone and taking over the earth or the doctor has a vial of something called anti-plastic which would destroy the nesting consciousness and bring an end to all the plastic that's come to life that's trying to kill everybody this leads to a scene where um, the doctor is apprehended the nesting consciousness gets really angry and it looks like the doctor is about to die but at the last moment rose comes to the rescue and 
um, she sort of swings across, knocks these shop window dummies into the nesting consciousness that are restraining the doctor, and with them falls in the anti-plastic, which destroys the nesting consciousness. So really quickly, the Doctor, Rose and Mickey, they all escape from this underground lair in the TARDIS and they leave. And all the plastic that had come to life becomes dead again. The nesting consciousness is destroyed and the threat is over. So the Doctor gets Rose and Mickey to safety. Mickey is really shaken by what's happened. He can't believe any of what he's seen. And... It's at this point that the Doctor offers Rose the chance to travel with him in the TARDIS. He's seen something in Rose. He's seen the bravery that she showed in that last scene in, um, you know, defeating the nesting consciousness and saving the Doctor like she did. Initially, she turns it down um, in favour of, you know, the commitments that she has on Earth getting back to her mum, looking after her boyfriend, going back to a, you know, a job. And the, the doctor initially accepts this and he leaves. Rose and Mickey start to walk away. But then a minute later, the doctor comes back and tells her that the TARDIS can also travel in time. And that changes Rose's mind. Um, she leaves Mickey. She runs into the TARDIS and they go the doctor and rose set off in the tardis that is the end of the episode the doctor has a new companion and so their adventures begin from that point on so that is basically the structure of this particular episode and really in this particular episode we get to see so many references to classic doctor who um, even within the first few minutes, we get to see things like the sonic screwdriver, um, the doctor's device that he uses for thousands of different things. It can unlock and lock doors and just everything you can imagine, really. Um, we get to see classic villains, um, the nesting consciousness and the shop window dummies known as the Autons. We get to see them in this episode. That is a throwback to... Um, 70s Doctor Who so that is definitely a reference that classic Doctor Who fans would understand and we get our first glimpse at uh, the TARDIS again in this episode which has been reimagined for the new series so there is a lot in this episode for the classic fans of Doctor Who um, but there are there are a lot of things for newer fans of Doctor Who as well so Russell T Davies writing in this episode is really um, quite superb in that he immediately gets every kind of viewer invested. He gets new viewers invested by the action of the episode, the compelling characters and how well they've been written and how well um, the episode is directed as well. Um, the music in the episode also adds a really enjoyable element to it. Murray Gold is of course the composer. He reimagined the uh, the Doctor Who theme and he scores all of the episodes of the whole series um, and he does a really good job particularly in this episode we get to hear the Doctor's theme for the first time I think we get to hear Rose's theme as well in this episode and his music adds um, a really good element to every scene so really good music from Murray Gold as well and we get 
above all the really good performances, a fantastic performance from Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor. Um, his version of the Doctor is compelling from the first scene. We sort of have that element of mystery. Um, and we want to know more, just like Rose does, because we have a lot of questions as well as the viewer. We want to know more about the Doctor. And that's down to the performance from Christopher Eccleston and the writing from Russell T. Davis. Both of those elements combined um, bring a really good character to life. So let's talk a little bit more about the other characters. So we have the character of Rose, the first character that we see in this episode. And at first she just appears to be quite an ordinary person. Um, but we do see as the episode goes on that she's a quick thinker uh, and she's got a lot of bravery, especially during um, the last scene with the nesting consciousness as well. And that makes her character quite compelling to watch. Then we have a mum, Jackie, who is really funny and a really down to earth character. She's been really well written by Russell T Davis and it's just a really well acted character. Uh, from Camille Kaduri. Mickey, of course, another really funny character. He plays the sort of typical lazy boyfriend. Um, and the relationship that he has with Rose is written to be quite uh, stale and by the numbers in a way. Um, and this is what this um, is uh, what adds to Rose's sort of interest in the Doctor. The Doctor is brave and he's got mystery about him and those are things that Mickey just doesn't really have. So this leads her to leave Mickey behind on Earth. Of course we have another fantastic character, Clive. Um, really underrated. It's a shame that he actually gets killed in this episode by um, one of the Autons, one of the shop window dummies that come to life during their final attack. Um, thankfully, we do get to hear more of the character in one of the spin-off Big Finish audio adventures, um, Dimension Canon, which takes place in the parallel universe. Um, so thankfully, we get to know that character a bit more. And finally, um, just with the Doctor again, Christopher Eccleston provides a fantastic performance in this episode. He gives a dark performance, but one that um, has an element of comedy to it as well. He's good with uh, sort of one-liners. And the element of mystery that he brings to the role is excellent. His performance really draws you in. Um, regarding the TARDIS, the TARDIS is like a character in itself as well. The interior has been really well designed. Um, it looks really good. Possibly my favourite TARDIS interior of all, um, including all the classic era as well. I'm a really big fan of this one. Um, of course, the exterior remains the same as the police box. It has changed very slightly in its design, which it did a couple of times um, in the classic series as well, but nothing too drastic. It still keeps that same police box uh, sort of design on the outside. And it really gets you excited to see where the rest of the series can go um, when you get to know what the TARDIS actually is because it gives them unlimited potential of where they could go and what they could do. Overall, this episode is really well written, well directed and well acted. 
it's a story that provides a perfect launching point back into the series of Doctor Who. Um, as we've said, fantastic music from Murray Gold, really unforgettable themes that get used um, throughout the series. Um, yes, yeah, so really good music from him, great performances. And I think I'm going to give my score now. So for the episode Rose, uh, this has something for everyone. Classic fans, new fans, even just fans of sci-fi in general, I think everyone can find some enjoyment in this episode. So I'm going to give it no less than a five out of five, my highest rating so far. So thank you for listening to today's episode. Today we have covered series one, episode one, Rose. Next week, I'll be covering Series 1, Episode 2, The End of the World. So, until then, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Please, if you can, follow the Instagram page at the Bad Wolf Pod. And until next Sunday, I'll see you all later. Bye-bye. <laughs>